Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for July 29th, in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution of the United States of America. That is our guide. We're also convinced that checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. The checks and balances are key, ladies and gentlemen. Understand that reality check. We reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. We also don't really like the idea of secession. We don't like the idea of a convention of the states either, a con-con. I know those things are viable. I know that we have the right to secede as states. Go look at your Declaration of Independence for evidence. But we still don't believe it's the great solution, the peaceful solution is to write the republic by using the checks and balances that our founding fathers so brilliantly put in place that is the key there are checks and balances vertically and horizontally that could protect us all if we the people insist on them after all each branch of government each separated division of power derives its authority from the consent of the governed that's you and i we can rein them back in the system is in plain to do so the only is in place to do so. The only question left is will we do it? All right, yesterday's broadcast recap starts now. Brought to you by Raw Honey, delivered directly to your door. To learn more, get a hold of Kurt C U R T at LibertyRoundtable.com, localhoneyman.com on the internet, or call or text 801 669 2211. Raw Honey, delivered directly to your door. Um, we had on Alex Spicer, professional social media expert successful social media consultant. He also does his own talk show, The Alex Spicer Show. The Alex Spicer Show uh, is an interesting broadcast because he highlights that he focuses on a moral and religious perspective. Amen to that. We do the same for good reason. AlexSpicer.com is his website. And we talked about appeals court stunner. We talked about the state can, yes, they can, force Christians to violate their religious beliefs, writes Bob Unruh, WND.com. I'm telling you right now, the 10th Circuit Court of Appeal is out of control, and they have created a, quote, bogus precedent that the state of Colorado can indeed discriminate against Christians, discriminate against an artist in this specific case, forcing her to violate her Christian beliefs and provide messages that she rejects in pursuance of the government's anti-discrimination laws. So really the government becomes the discriminator here against Christians. What a case-setting problem. Ladies and gentlemen, this just shows why the courts are so out of touch. The courts have got it wrong so many times on marriage, on sex, on race, on everything under the sun, and now this insult to injury by your courts. It's an appellate court as well. Hopefully this gal has enough mojo to try to take it to the Supreme Court. Will they deal with it? Who knows? Jack, the gentleman from uh, Colorado about the cake baking, uh, he's been, um, first he had a narrow win, but now he's taking a beating too. These people will not stop. They will not relent until they destroy Christians. That is their goal. The Department of Justice declares COVID-19 vaccines 
mandates legal. So this has really opened the floodgates to mandating vaccines, ladies and gentlemen. The Justice Department literally doubling down in tyranny, denying people their agency, to say the least. Yes, indeed, they say also your employer can require mandated vaccines. New York Times, that piece. Um, you know what? People need to sue. People need to stand up. This Now is the time to come to the aid of your country. I'll tell you that right now, people. The Department of Veterans Affairs, for example, that's in California. And New York City have all both said, hey, we will require some, if not all, of our government workers to take the vaccinations. Washington Post, believe it or not, will require all employees to get vaccines, writes Katie Robertson. China mocks America's right to bear arms. Three Senate Republicans call on the Supreme Court to overturn Roe versus Wade. The Epic Times, it's a 33-page briefing, or brief, I guess. Senators Josh Hawley of Missouri, Mike Lee of Utah, Ted Cruz of Texas, all three asked the court to please use a Mississippi case. That'll be hopefully to be reviewed next term as a vehicle to overturn Roe v. Wade. And they say in related rulings, calling the status quo unattainable. Untenable. Anyway, there you have that. I don't know why Rand Paul's not part of that, but there you go. The GOP also to form its own January 6th commission after House Speaker Nancy Pelosi kicked out a couple of Republicans. Uh, then they pulled the rest of the Republicans, and now it's just a partisan fiasco. Both of them are going to have their own inquiries. They're going to come to different conclusions, further dividing the Republic, I'm fearing. Former Senator Barbara Boxer got robbed. In Oakland, California, Democrat, she's 80 years old. They stole her cell phone, but she's not seriously injured. Our prayers are with Barbara Boxer. Again, I don't even believe in what Barbara believes in. I'm, I'm, I'm 180 degrees different politically from her. But you know what? I'm going to stand and say we don't need violence. We don't need robberies or abuse. I'm going to defend Barbara Boxer. Grateful she's not hurt. Hillsdale College does a great thing and launches what they call 1776 Curriculum, promoting honest history in K through 12 classrooms. That was one hour with Alex Spicer, a Liberty Roundtable Live. Second hour, we had on a guest, Joshua Berglund, board member of You Are My Light Foundation. He's the chairman and founder of the Live Mono Worldwide Foundation as well, and he deals with sexual abuse stuff. He's a producer, talk show host, author, he says that he wants to help those who have been shunned from society to have a chance to obtain their dreams as well. He's an author. He wrote a book called The Devil Inside Me. It's a real-life twisted account of Joshua's life that led him to lose his kids, sanity, freedom, money, spouse, everything, hope. Anyway, our prayers are with those folks, but sexual abuse uh, and sex trafficking is a serious issue. We also talked about the CDC's decision on Tuesday to reverse course and urge even fully vaccinated Americans to wear masks indoors. Of course, Fauci says it's not um, a credibility crisis among all level of government, but I believe that it is. He says they're not even flip-flopping. It's just that new evidence, new information, we haven't changed. He says the virus has, and we need to respond to it. That's a recap of yesterday's broadcast. We covered a lot of ground. On Liberty Roundtable Live, I'll tell you that right now. Syndicated by Loving Liberty Network. LovingLiberty.com. Or .net. I'm sorry. LovingLiberty.net is the website. LovingLiberty.net. All right. That's a recap. News the Network refused to use today starts now.
Kirk Cosby's with me. Welcome to the broadcast, sir. Buenos dias. Uh, greetings and salutations. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Thank you, Sam. I got a couple of things I want to talk about related to violence uh, in the world today and how I mentioned that we're not partisan. I know people think we're very partisan, very right-wing, hardcore, conservative, but it's not really true uh, because I don't accept those labels. What we try to do is follow principle all the way through and be on the right set of principle every time. And that doesn't matter where it takes us. So yesterday, it took me to defending Barbara Boxer, of all people, uh, because she got assaulted and robbed and, or, you know, whatever. And I'm grateful that she wasn't hurt, but I, I reject that kind of behavior, even to Barbara Boxer. And I've always said, we'll defend those who need defense. Well, here's another example to make the point. Thomas Patrick Conley Jr., I guess, has been arrested for allegedly sending emails threatening White House Chief Medical Advisor Dr. Anthony Fauci and his family. That's according to a criminal complaint now. I am not a friend of Fauci. I think Fauci's absolutely dishonest. I think Fauci's wrong on the physician side of the discussion. Uh, I think he's wrong medically. I think he's wrong morally. I think he's wrong constitutionally. I mean, I couldn't be more. I don't know if I'm more opposed to Bill Clinton or if I'm more opposed to Anthony Fauci. I don't know. All I'm telling you is this, though. I reject any threats to Fauci as well. Now, getting him out of office, having him go home and retire, uh, putting somebody like Scott Atlas or whatever in his place, I support a thousand percent. But this violence has got to stop. I know people believe it reminds me of the Steve Voss song, ladies and gentlemen, where Steve Voss talks about the abortion clinic and how abortions are so wrong. But then the guy wants to go and blow up the abortion clinic, supposedly doing what's right. <laughs> That's not the way to go about it, ladies and gentlemen. Violence is not our answer. And so I'm defending Fauci now against this guy, Thomas Patrick Conley Jr. Now, I don't know if he's guilty or not, and I, and I say that he's innocent until proven guilty, okay? But I also say, look, there's no place for this violence. There's no place for this threatening people or pushing people and robbing them or whatever else. And to highlight agreeing to disagree agreeably or being kind or nonviolent, I'm agreeing with Don Lemon right now. You say, what are you talking about? Set? Yeah, man, Don Lemon, CNN? What's that, Don Lemon tonight? Is that what it is? All right. Well, CNN anchor Don Lemon defended Fox News host Tucker Carlson after he was publicly confronted in a Montana fly fishing shop on Saturday. So I don't know if you know about this story, but basically um, Tucker Carlson was at a fly fishing shop in Montana and um, and he got abused here. He got confronted violently, verbally, et cetera. Uh, and then so now Don Lemon's saying, you know what? Let me tell you this. I don't like it. I don't like it when people do that because I would not want it to happen to me. Lemon said after showing the clip of Carlson on his show, Don Lemon tonight. So there you have it. So let me come back from the break and articulate this further. But I'm agreeing with Don Lemon, who's defending Tucker Carlson. And we need to stand up morally for anyone who's being abused and reject the abuse. I don't care who it is. I'm even standing with Don Lemon now and Barbara Boxer and all these people. There's a good reason why. Hang tight. Liberty Roundtable live. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, 
breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes, and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Isn't this great? Just the two of us. No work, no interruptions, no phone, no TV. Finally, we have a chance to just talk. I mean, how long has it been? Well, first of all, we should talk about your schedule. There are a few things that could use some adjusting, but overall, I think it's going all right. Basically, I think we're doing a pretty good job of communicating, which is good. You're doing a really good job of letting me know how you feel about things. I just... I want to keep the, the lines open, if you know what I mean. Jerry, it's 4 o'clock in the morning. What are you doing? Oh, I was <laughs> I was just giving Emily a bottle. Who are you talking to? Emily. She's only three weeks old, and she's asleep. I know. I was just practicing. Family, isn't it about time? Isn't this great? Just the three of us. No work, no interruptions, no phone. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. All right, live and on your radio, Sam Bushman. I got Kurt Crosby with me, localhoneyman.com for reference. And by the way, so I'm defending Don Lemon. I'm defending Tucker Carlson. I'm defending um, Barbara Boxer. <laughs> and I'm defending um, Anthony Fauci. I'm not defending their positions on anything politically, ladies and gentlemen. Don't misunderstand me. But I am defending this idea that, you know what, Don Lemon's right. You know what, this violence has got to stop. This confronting people in public places or whatever else and threatening people or whatever, you know, threatening their lives or threatening their safety or confronting them publicly in a place has got to stop. All right, and we've said that we'll defend every side from violence because we're nonviolent people. This is where I say Don Lemon's right. This is where I say, you know what, this has got to stop. I don't care who it is, Bill Clinton, Tucker Carlson, uh, Hillary Clinton, the most conservative person, Sam Bushman, Kirk Crosby. I don't, I don't care who we're talking about. Uh, this behavior is unacceptable. And it was Barbara Boxer, uh, no, Maxine Waters and others that have been promoting this kind of violence and get in your face and, and don't let people rest, never let them get away with anything, you know, approach them everywhere, drive them out of the public square kind of an idea. And I reject that. And believe it or not, even Barbara Boxer um, and Maxine Waters, I will defend them. I don't want any violence to come to either of those people. Now, I, I realize that Maxine Waters has been promoting violence everywhere. I understand that. But I kindly reject her narrative. And I think the issue of civility should take center stage. And believe it or not, Don Lemon's advocating for the right thing. And he highlights it correctly. He says, hey, I think that, that Tucker Carlson's a conspiracy theorist, talk host. I don't agree with him on anything, says Don Lemon. But you know what? I don't want this to happen to, to other people because I don't want it to happen to me. And I think that's really doing to others as you would like them to do unto you kind of comes to mind, Kurt. 
Well, I couldn't agree more, Sam. I mean, uh, as usual, you've uh, hit the nail on the head and uh, pounded it in and made sure it's not ever going to come back out. I mean, you know, you got that thing nailed, if you will. Well, I think this is important, though. I don't want to be confronted in the public square because somebody disagrees with me. Now, I get that we can have polite, quiet, you know, appropriate conversations. And I agree that, you know what, politics and everything else can get a little bit heated and everything. But we've got to take a step back, Kurt. Um, The clarion call for civility I wrote in 2015, I really think this civility issue needs to be focused on more. And I'm just saying I appreciate Don Lemon for trying to, you know, de-escalate or ratchet down the rhetoric on this thing a little bit. Anyway, any final thoughts? Well, I got a question for you about that. Um, And that is, um, do you think that that's going to happen? Are we going to see Sadly, the answer is no. Okay. I agree with you. And uh, I I will say this, at least, you know, since we uh, have been known for, you know, providing solutions, if, you know, I mean, if people want to take them. And, uh, of course, you know, the president, I'm sure uh, Mr. Biden and uh, Harris uh, may, you know, may be listening and, of course, want some direction here. Uh, to uh, bring the country together, as uh, you know, they of course want to do. Um, maybe uh, they could uh, take some, you know, recommendations from you or me. I at least personally would recommend a return to uh, the adherence to the Ten Commandments. Uh, to start, um, look into each one of our lives, uh, you know, whether you're president or a dog catcher or anywhere in between, see how you're doing. You know, I mean, see if, uh, if you're following those, uh, commandments, not suggestions, recommendations, um, you know, but commandments from the almighty, the creator of the universe and, uh, see how you're doing there. Uh, if you're, you know, needing some improvement, like in my opinion, all of us, even, you know, Joe Biden or whoever. Uh, if you need some improvement, uh, work on that, because uh, I can't imagine this as finding somebody who doesn't need improvement. I know uh, I fit the mold. Uh, and then uh, going from there, uh, looking in that Constitution, saying, man, we found a few uh, errors here, uh, you know, so we've got some uh, improvement needed here uh, look into each one of those places and and then of course if it comes to this whole getting along thing like you're talking about um, you know just make sure that even if somebody mm, what would you say uh, you know does something not so nice to you that you uh, make sure you respond the way that the Savior Jesus Christ would respond in uh, love and care peacefully etc um you know because this thing i think could be turned around my problem is uh, you know wicked judges and lawyers and media i believe like to foment or uh, hop this thing up even more uh they look for things uh, if it bleeds it leads i mean they're they're looking for a confrontation in my opinion Sadly, I agree with you, and that's why I'm taking the opposite approach, and that's why whenever I see anybody standing up for kind of peace, 
you know, Don Lemon defending Fox anchor Tucker Carlson. I don't know, at least in the media, the mainstream press, I don't know who would be more polar opposites between those two. But yet Don's saying, hey, I don't want that to happen to me. I don't I don't think it should happen to Don or anybody else. Um, I like that. I And that shouldn't happen to Tucker or anybody else. I like Don's point on this. And I, I rarely agree with Don Lemon on anything. But you know what? I want to highlight when we do agree. And I want to say I agree with the Ten Commandment point that you make. I also want to look at the two great commandments. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, mind, and strength. Love thy neighbor as thyself. Who is your neighbor? And I think your neighbor is anybody who you, um, I don't know what you say. Anybody around you can be your neighbor. I mean, the Good Samaritan story, you know, I don't think that Jesus Christ, um, you know, intended the parable to have the Good Samaritan living right next door. Uh, to the guy that that fell among thieves, kind of a thing. I don't think they were literally next door neighbors in a in a sense that, you know, living in the same quote subdivision in modern times, right? I don't think that's what we're talking about. The neighbor in the Good Samaritan case was, hey, these guys are from different sides of the aisle. These guys are different perspectives, and he talked about the different people that went by: the Pharisee, the Sadducee, the priest, the whoever, whatever. These people were of all different walks of life, and that's why I say Don Lemon is my neighbor. Tucker Carlson is my neighbor. Um, Maxine Waters is my neighbor. Nancy Pelosi is my neighbor. Anthony Fauci is my neighbor in this context. Uh, because what it's saying is treat others with kindness. Lead with a kindness viewpoint in your heart and in your mind. Serve one another. Love one another. Even if you disagree, that doesn't mean we need to come to blows or any violence of any kind. And so I like the two great commandments. Love the Lord thy God and love thy neighbor as thyself. I mean, isn't that the... The two great commandments hangeth the law, you know, so you look at those two and then you look at the Ten Commandments and you go, wow, we got the Prince of Peace to follow. And and, and, and there's a clear, in my opinion, effort to ratchet back the rhetoric and to say, look, we're all God's children. Let's act like it. That's kind of my famous phrase to say when it comes to racism or when it comes to serving one another or the differences amongst us, etc. Let's act like the children of Almighty God, the author of our liberty, the author of peace and Anyway, we can do that. All right, I wanted to spend time on that quite a bit because I mentioned it yesterday in detail, and I really think that when somebody stands up to try to ratchet down the rhetoric and try to dial it back a bit, I don't care who it is. I want to commend them, and I want to say we need more of that. I wish Don Lemon would read my A Clarion Call for Civility article on air because, again, I really believe that's one of the big keys. We can make a lot of progress in society if we would just dial back the anger, the frustration, the, the hurt, the irritation, the whatever. Um, anyway, I think it's a really important point to focus on. But to answer Kurt's question one more time, no, I don't think that will be the case. I wish it were. I hope that people listen to my clarion call. I hope people listen to Don Lemon in that case, that very narrow instance. I hope they actually listen to Don. Uh, and I hope that we can all, I think if enough of us started to you know, really advocate for this peace narrative, this ratchet it back, this dial it down, uh, this de-escalation effort, I think we could make progress. But it would take more than a, a lone voice in the wilderness to make happen and i agree with kurt we're on the wrong trajectory for sure but i hope to make a a a little difference i hope to be a drop in the pond that ripples i hope to be one that that standalone may it be if you will i i hope that you know all right google right in the center of it all kurt announces vaccine mandate for workers Uh, they say they're going to roll this out to offices all across the world uh, this is serious when big companies start doing this, Kurt. I don't know that we're going to be able to 
to not be forced to take the vaccine or, or, you know, prevent from being forced to take the vaccine. I think they're going to force us on this issue if we're not very careful and if we don't stand together. Well, uh, you know, Sam, I <laughs> the thought comes to mind about the uh, uh, incidents in the Bible when the, uh, well, I, I believe it was Abraham, if I remember right, and, uh, you know, he went into the city with his uh, wife, who, when he was asked uh, if it was his wife, he said it was his sister. Uh, maybe that fits this story. We'll come back and get an explanation from Kurt. We'll drill it a little further in seconds. You, you are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. Sam Bushman, Kurt Crosby on your radio. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News. I'm Brad Bernards. A maskless representative, Chip Roy, reacted angrily to a requirement that members must again wear masks while on the House floor. we got to go around and see, okay, we can't come to the floor. I can't execute my constitutional duty unless I wear a mask. Which is it? Vaccines or masks? Do the vaccines work or they don't work? Do the masks work or they don't work? I'd like to know which it is. The Texas Republican says people are sick and tired of wearing masks and that Dr. Fauci needs to answer questions about the efficacy of vaccines and masks. A coalition of state attorneys general, led by New York's Letitia James, appealed the dismissal of their antitrust lawsuit against Facebook. In a notice filed on July 28th in federal court in the District of Columbia, attorneys general from 48 states and territories said they would appeal a June decision. This is USA Radio News. They're calling it the new socialism. More and more Democratic lawmakers want everyone to get a basic income, even if they don't work. Free health care, free college, and more. Now, every night this week, Rob Schmidt is on Newsmax pushing back on the new socialism and its leaders like AOC and Bernie Sanders. Joe Biden's spending programs are already costing you trillions as inflation is soaring. If you care about your money, you need to watch Rob Schmidt tonight. Find out why socialism doesn't really work and how it actually can cost you a lot. Get Newsmax TV on all major cable systems. If your operator doesn't carry it, call them and demand Newsmax or you can switch. Also, find Newsmax for free on most streaming systems like Roku, Samsung, LG, Pluto, Zumo, and more. Or download the free Newsmax app on your phone and watch it anywhere. More than 30 million Americans are tuning into Newsmax because it's news they can trust. Various government agencies already have announced demands for all their employees to be vaccinated, but the corporate world so far has been taking a more measured approach, even though most lawyers believe the mandates are legal. CDC Director Rochelle Walensky. In areas with substantial and high transmission, CDC recommends fully vaccinated people wear masks in public, indoor settings. Less than 10% of employers have said they intend to require all employees to be vaccinated based on periodic surveys by the research firm Gartner. 
Border officers are releasing illegal immigrants who test positive for COVID-19 to a nonprofit organization, Texas authorities said this week. The immigrants were handed over to the Catholic Charities of the Rio Grande Valley, which arranged for their stay in a La Jolla, Texas hotel that it had rented out entirely. La Jolla police officials said, We did not know this. No one told the city of La Jolla. This is USA Radio News. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So Google announces vaccine mandate for employees. They say they're going to make this happen all over the globe. That's a lot of workers, and it's a key company to really set the, uh, I don't know what you want to call it, the precedent to um, force vaccinations. New York jumping on board as well, offering $100 as incentive to get a vaccination. Uh, This is serious business, Kurt. Are they going to force us? Kurt brought up the biblical Reality of Abraham going into the city. They said, hey, is this woman your wife? Ah, she's my sister, he says. Kurt? Well, and I don't know for sure why this came to mind, but, you know, um, for example, Sam, if you were in the situation, uh, say you're in a, uh, well, a battle, if you will, and, uh, you know, uh, you and I, of course, were on the same side, and you knew where I might be holed up, if you will, and the uh, enemies came to you and said, uh, where's Kurt, How, you know, being, uh, where's he hanging out, uh, you know what I mean? And you knew it wasn't like they wanted to deliver uh, brownies or, you know, maybe, of course, honey-made brownies, of course, you know, for me. Uh, uh, you would possibly, Sam, you you might not be completely forthcoming with that uh, information. And uh, I would suggest that what I want to know is if you, quote, lie about your, you know, status as a vaccinated or unvaccinated individual, is there any way um, that they can prove that you didn't get vaccinated, Sam? I don't know, because every test that they have so far, I've been told, is completely bogus. I mean, they're admitting that the tests are flawed. Um, an example of the point is that even now, the government, the CDC and others are moving to a different test, the standard test they've used all along. They're saying doesn't really do a good enough job. Uh, it can't tell the difference between the flu and the coronavirus very well, and, and they want a better vaccine that can so even the CDC is recommending the changing of testing. If that's not a tacit admission of uh, uh, problems with the current test, I don't know. Um, but CDC recommending a new test for COVID, right? Um, that's pretty telling, Kurt, in my opinion. Anyway, the reason that I bring that up, though, is because I'm not sure they can tell anything, including testing for the COVID-19 was success. Kurt, do you want to uh, add to that? Well, that's exactly what I'm saying. So, uh, you know, I mean, uh, if if you're in a battle, and at least in my opinion, that's, oh, 
what we find ourselves in. It's a war of words, a war for, uh, you know, uh, they're going to, quote, force you to do a certain thing against your will that you think is uh, less than safe, not only for you, but those around you. It's certainly not something. And let's say you work at Google and you kind of need to keep need to keep your job and uh, feeding the family and you don't really want to uh well accept this kind of thing you don't you don't think it's correct and uh, that kind of thing so what if you just mark on your uh, thing that you've been vaccinated Sam well you can't they're going to create a vaccination uh proof unless you start kind of faking it like faking your ID or something well, I mean, <laughs> people do that tough. all the time. I mean, we've got, what, how many illegal aliens in America that uh, basically use false Social Security cards, all that kind of stuff. I mean, we didn't even, we didn't even have to have uh, proof that you're a citizen to vote. So how come all of a sudden we've got to, you know, be so careful about the whole vaccinated thing, Sam? I mean, I all I'm suggesting is I know it's kind of hard to believe, but, you know, we may need to, you know, look at this thing and say, hey, um, we don't need to accept that uh, vaccine, the thing that we don't want to do, but we may need to take a different tact just as uh, Abraham did with his wife slash sister and or we would in any other kind of battle if they uh, asked where you were, Sam, and I knew they were <laughs> not not your pals. I'm well. I wouldn't really tell them where it was, and and some would say, "Well, Kurt, you're just not telling the truth." But I, you know, as far as I know, we wouldn't do that in uh, any uh, war-like situation. And and if this isn't uh, quote battle or uh, you know, a war, if you will. Um, I don't know what one is. Yeah, I agree. It's critical time. I agree that we've got to get scrappy and detailed. I sadly think this is becoming a war. I don't want war. I want peace. But when they want to force vaccinations on someone, look at the core of this discussion, Kurt, is your agency. Uh, you know, somebody brought up, but I can't remember who right now, but they brought up, you know, my body, my choice, whatever happened to that. That was prominent when they wanted to murder babies. Uh, now that it's your right to choose or not choose an experimental gene therapy program, uh, they don't want you to have a choice. So much for the pro-choice folks, right? Uh, anyway, I bring this up because they're they're literally about to force you. What to do, I don't know. I mean, what the penalty will be if you uh, get a fake vax card proving you've been vaxxed when you haven't, or whether they have ways to test for that, or how what to what level they'll really, really push it. They're t- talking about a vaccine passport very likely now. I can't remember who at the CDC uh, um, mentioned uh, that it would be possible or likely or whatever. You know, it's hard to say. Every time you hear them, it's different. Um, on one hand, you hear Joe saying, we're not doing it. Then on the other hand, you hear government moving forward in that direction. CDC director suggests vaccine passports could be the way. Um, is kind of the idea here. What does that mean? Is that a soft wall? I think that's a good idea. Or is that the way forward for America by force? And on one hand, you don't want to get extreme and say the sky is falling and, and, and make this worse than it is. 
But literally 16 hours ago, there's been articles released about this very thing, right? The CDC director, Rochelle Relinsky, has been the queen of, quote, misinformation this year, we hear. Her agency has flip-flopped numerous times over the COVID-19 health policies, and they're not even keeping track of their lies anymore. They're so prolific in their dishonesty. But the CDC changed their guidelines again um, to force vaccinated people to wear masks again indoors. And now the idea, people are asking blatantly, you know what? What's the way forward here? Well, their recommendation might just change. They might say, well, we weren't for uh, the forced vaccine, but now with Virant D, or you know, we have to. Um, that's where we're kind of going that I see, Kurt. They're going to say, no, 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 no. And they're really waiting to see if this Virant or this D variant um, gets crazy enough, right? So uh, this is serious. I don't even know how to um, to react to it, honestly, because it's so blatant. It's so dishonest. These guys are flip-flopping and crazy. Now the CDC director says it may be the way forward for Americans. Any uh, final thought on that one, Kurt? Well, um, let me give you this. Um, I know that uh, there are some that have uh, been flying, uh, you know, through this whole uh Masked mandate quote uh, program, you know, that's been instituted. And, uh, you know, we've we've uh, talked about this a little bit. And I, you know, recently flew again. And uh, uh, but there's an incidence or opportunity uh, if you're flying that you, you know, can avoid the whole mask thing at least much of the time. And, you know, it's true. You have to kind of do it on the quote, down low, if you will. You need to have some, uh, you know, tools with you uh, to, uh, I guess you could say, uh, be allowed to, uh, you know, breathe freely, if you will. And, uh, you know, I think the same thing happened and is happening and that kind of thing with this whole vaccine thing. But I also do think it's necessary um, to... uh, push back, if you will, and to make sure that, uh, um, you know, your elected officials understand where you stand. Uh, And we heard at the bottom of the hour from the uh, news feed there, Sam, uh, one, at least one individual in Congress is saying, hey, uh, bringing up this kind of question. uh, If if these vaccines are so effective, then what's the concern about wearing a mask? And if, on the other hand, uh, you know, uh, the the mask is so effective, then what's the concern about using a vaccine? And so anyway, it kind of goes back and forth. And, uh, you know, we encourage the pushback, the promotion of liberty and freedom. And that's what uh, this is all about, right, Sam? Yeah, I think we need to go back to the two masks not being enough, the three masks being the only way to go, you know, three masks and the vaccine and what can be done next, you know? Quick pause, Sam and Curtin seconds. Can a nation conceived in liberty carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens? Can a country founded on God-given rights continue to thrive without understanding that life is a precious gift from our Creator? As a physician, I have looked into the eyes of one-pound babies 
I have cradled their small bodies in the palm of one hand. I defy those who are careless, who would disregard life and look at these tiny little miracles and say, we're not going to protect that. But I believe there will come a time when we are all judged on whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Fraudulent PCR tests exposed, ladies and gentlemen. CDC quietly withdraws emergency use authorization due to inability to differentiate COVID-19 and influenza. This is serious indeed, folks. The PCR tests were a key component to enforcing lockdowns in 2020, although the widely inaccurate test was never meant to diagnose disease. Bureaucrats deemed it the PCR test, the quote, gold standard to detect COVID-19. And with the cycle threshold ramped up to 38, 40, it was inevitable that millions of people with no symptoms would test positive, even though they weren't. Ridiculous testing requirements forced many healthy, healthy individuals, especially in the health field, test weekly for the virus. But it's bogus. A symptomatic spread, they say, was one of the key issues cited to convince people locked, with lockdowns in an effort to, quote, slow the spread. Another peculiar thing happened with mask COVID-19 testing with PCR. So massive mass testing with PCR. The flu appeared to vanish out of thin air. Right? But after 18 months of economic, social, and health destruction, the CDC virtually admitted the gold standard test couldn't even distinguish between COVID-19 and the flu. Wow. The CDC will withdraw current PCR tests and recommends a method that can differentiate between COVID-2 and the influenza. This might make it more clear of how the flu just disappeared. Yeah. Yeah. Precisely at the time another virus appeared with an increased death rate. Think about that. This is serious. The CDC now declared that it will withdraw its request 
for PCR tests to be removed on an emergency basis after December 31st and strongly recommends labs adopt tests that can differentiate between the two. The CDC seems to tacitly admit that PCR tests can't differentiate between the COVID and the flu. They're blatantly admitting it now. They didn't admit that before. We claimed that. They said we were lying. But now what? Right? Now what? They blatantly admitted it. And now we've got these numbers. If you go and they say, hey, you know, this many people have been uh, test positive with the COVID and you're given state or on the national level and everything else, the whole numbers are completely bogus now. Kurt, do you want to respond to this? Because in my opinion, if they knew this ahead of time, if they ratcheted up the cycles to be too many cycles always giving a positive test, according to Fauci, and then we know that it can't tell the difference between the COVID and the flu, plus they ratcheted up the cycle, the cycles on this thing. And at some point, it's just flat out fraudulent, Kurt. Well, so what you're telling me, Sam, is the, uh, uh, you know, some of the systems uh, that they've, quote, had in place to make sure that, uh, you know, uh, we all know who's been, uh, you know, carrying around this evil thing and, uh, you know, promoting it or whatever, the evil, either vaccinated or unvaccinated individuals that have been spreading this, you know, super spreaders. These tests are not really accurate, Sam? That's what you're saying? That is, well, that that's not what I'm saying. That's what the CDC is yeah. basically saying, Kurt. Right. Right, but you're reporting that. Yes, well, yes, I am. Maybe Roger going, that. going along, going. Yeah, and, and I want yeah, to distinguish yeah. that because I'm not a health expert, Kurt. Right, I'm not claiming to be. Well, you're, you, you're, you're, um, you know, closest health expert yourself, you know, and then you got to go from there, right? I mean, but I would use you as a health expert much more than I would, uh, well, these ones that lie to us, Sam. I mean, uh, I got more cred, cred than Fauci does, Kurt. Well, in my opinion, you do. Uh, this is something that goes along with it. It's from the Epic right, Times. Before you go to that, Kurt, reads, let me just give you some numbers real yeah. quick. Hang tight. 34,444,618 people, they say, have had the COVID virus according to these PCR tests, Kurt. 34 million. So 34.5 million, just say. And you know what, Kurt? We don't even know how many of those are the flu. We don't know how many of those had wrong cycle counts. That number is completely in question if you're honest. Then they say 610,889 deaths. So just over 600,000 deaths. But again, how many of those deaths are really the cocoa? Right? How many of those deaths are really COVID? Every time we hear there's incentives to fake the death number in the favor of COVID. Now look at Utah, our little state. So out of the 330 million Americans... You've literally only got 34 million Americans that have even had COVID. So what's that, 10% of the nation, basically? And then you've got less than 1% of that that have died from it, but yet we're all in a panic and ready to destroy everything on that altar. Now look at Utah, microcosm of it, only 3 million in the state about. They've had 426,000 tested, they say positive, with the COVID. Uh, But again, the numbers are all in question. Flu numbers mixed in with that. Uh, increased cycle counts in the test, so we don't know if they're reliable. Fauci admitting that if the cycle count's too high, that it's going to give false positives. How many false positives and how many flu people are in that number of 426,000? Anyway, what's that, 15% of Utah? 
positive, they claim, to this point. And only 2,400 have died, Kurt. 2,400 out of over 3 million. How many of those people died from flu? How many of those people died from other uh, morbidity factors? How many really, really died from the COVID? We don't even have accurate numbers on any of that stuff. Anyway, that's the summary of that. Their credibility is just absolutely in the tank. It's a crisis credibility situation for anybody at government that, that officially backs or supports or uses those numbers that completely bogus almost 22 months after the fact we now have strong evidence the numbers are absolutely completely fraudulent about the cases the number of cases of positive tests and the number of deaths they're related to completely bogus information all right with that kurt your next piece well, just some little headlines that might go with uh, what you're talking about or what we're, uh, you know, currently discussing. Headlines uh, from the Epic Times, uh, that's E-P-O-C-H Times, uh, says, uh, get the jab and win $10 million. Think Tank proposes lottery to speed up vaccination. Daniel Ting, T-E-N-G, is the author. Uh, they say the Grattan Institute has, I've never heard of them, but anyway, has released new modeling showing that Australia can safely, quote, live with COVID, end quote, once 80% of the population is vaccinated. Hey, so all, all you need is 80%. I mean, everything will be fine. Uh, and, and maybe you could win the lottery if you do it. Uh, then you've got... <laughs> Uh, for example, also from the Epic Times, the headline reads, American Postal Workers Union Opposes Mandatory Vaccinations at This Time. That's in quotes. Uh, by Isabel Van Bruggen. Uh, you've got Netflix. You mentioned um, Google, but I didn't hear you mention this. Uh, Isabel Van Bruggen, the same author, says uh, Netflix to join Facebook Google in mandating vaccines for on-site employees. Uh, in uh, related stuff, I think, mask mandate in Missouri's St. Louis County is overturned. Maybe the people are waking up. You got uh, New York Governor Cuomo uh, designates $15 million to promote COVID-19 jabs in communities with low vaccination rates. Uh, Ella Kitslanska is the author there. You know, uh, you've got uh, New Hampshire governor rejects imposing mask mandate after the CDC reversal. Um, anyway, so those are a few that I thought might fit um, the discussion, Sam. It absolutely highlights uh, what's going on here. They also say Pfizer uh, admits COVID-19 vaccine effectiveness drops to 84% after six months. So the question is, it even probably drops faster after the six-month period of time. How quick, how fast, how whatever. And what they're really doing is planning to say you're going to get a combination test slash combination shot that will deal with the flu and the COVID. Uh, you're going to start to, they're going to push that every single year, Kurt. Just an absolute cash cow for them. Never mind that all the numbers, all the tests, all the reality is flat-out fraudulent. Anybody who says it's fraudulent, they're going to shut down and say you're involved in fake news. Nevertheless, the, what we've taken today from this hour is evidence from the government itself. I mean, Fauci is the one that said if the cycle count's too high, the tests become all positive and invalid. And we know that the tests have been ratcheted up quite higher than they ought to have been. We also know that, hey, at first they said that the, the 
to say that this test can be invalid because of the flu. At first they said, oh, that's bogus. You guys are lying. Now they're literally pulling this test off the market for the very reason we claimed, which is you can't tell the difference between the flu uh, and the COVID a lot of times with this test. It's not as reliable as it could be, and they want a more full-spectrum test replacing that in the labs. I don't know. I don't know how to do this more. New York Governor Cuomo announces COVID-19 vaccination mandate for all uh, New York State employees, Kurt. (laughs) This is fascinating. And then we say, hey, this needs to be based on science. And they say, well, you guys don't have a clue about science. We're the scientists. But then when you drill in, they don't have science on their side either. Kurt, (laughs) we're seeing more and more evidence that they don't have the facts on their side either. Let me give you an example to make the point. Headline from the Epic Times, CDC studies propelling shift in mask guidance, not available. So now they're literally saying, we're not flip-flopping, we're changing this based on science. Then we say, great, show us the scientific evidence. And they say, well, it's not available, Kurt. And then they wonder why we don't trust their news, why we question their narrative. Imagine this kind of stuff. They're saying it's based on science, this change. We're not flip-flopping, it's just science. Then we say, great, show us the science. They're like, it's not available. I mean, this is epic proportion lying. And why do we got, I appreciate the Epic Times. Don't get me wrong. Epic Times is a wonderful group of people. I, I love them. And, I, and I, I sat down with one of the chief Epic Times editors at Freedom Fest. I've got that interview ready to play here in the next day or two or whatever else about uh, this. Um, all I'm telling you is what the heck, Kurt? Um, guy's name is Joshua. I'm trying to get his name here. Um. Joshua Phillip is his name, Kurt, that I had uh, in an interview here that we'll be playing soon. But what on earth is going on, Kurt? Any any comment on that? Well, I, you know, I guess one more to throw in on the top of that would be a piece from WorldNet Daily that says, Alarm sounded, COVID shot mandates pose risk to millions. Bob Unruh, the piece, uh, subheadline, serious side effects have been identified and may cause death. Well, you know, I mean, it's only death, so don't worry about it, Bob, right, Sam? Uh, <laughs> wow. All right, I'm going to grab that headline, too. We'll dig into that story a little bit more next hour. I also want to talk about vote fraud stuff and Americans taking vacations. and we got a lot to cover. Hour one in the can, hour two coming up. Sam Bushman, Kirk Crosby on your radio, localhoneyman.com. Local raw honey delivered directly to your door. Also, lovingliberty.net. Spread the word, tell the tale, download our iPhone and our Android apps. Live and on-demand radio at your fingertips. It's all free, but if you want to donate, every penny will be used to grow our presence in the media. Reward us if you think we're doing a great job, okay? Thanks. For Sam and Kurt, we declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. From atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, West. you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. 
All right, happy to have you along. Sam Bushman, Kurt Crosby on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network refused to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast for July the 29th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is Hour 2, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Kurt Crosby's with me, localhoneyman.com, his website. Check it out, Raw Honey, delivered directly to your door. You can also email Kurt at LibertyRoundTable.com. That's C-U-R-T at LibertyRoundTable.com. Or you can call or text 801-669-2211. So Joshua Phillip is a journalist with the Epic Times. And uh, there's a 19-minute and 30-second interview that I'm going to be playing back one of these days here soon that I did with Josh Phillips at Freedom Fest. Joshua Phillip, by the way, is a journalist at the Epic Times, an investigative reporter. He's also... Um, the host of a program called Crossroads. Kurt, are you familiar with Crossroads at all? Nope. Uh, right. And I don't mean to be flipping about it. I simply am unaware of it. Now there's a lot of information I everywhere. Wish, I wish I understood everything. I just can't get it all, Sam. Yeah, you might want to watch for it. The Joshua Phillip Crossroads. I, I learned about it when I was at Freedom Fest. So, uh, you know, don't beat yourself up. There's just a lot of new people doing a lot of new things that are wonderful. Uh, and, you know, for example, I saw the Epic Times a long time ago, and I was just kind of like, nah, you know, another foreign news service. I don't know if I trust them or whatever. And then Kurt educated me a little bit on them and spent more time looking into them. And, and so I've learned more about the Epic Times, and I'm quite impressed with them. And now that I've interviewed Joshua Phillip, I really have begun to understand what makes it tick. And, and when you get to know people involved in the organization and, and the people that are the investigative reporters, and you know, we've done that with WorldNet Daily as well. We've gotten to know a lot of their investigative reporters. We've had some of them appear at events with us and speak on the same stage as we've been on and everything else. And, and so you start to gain a little bit of trust and a little bit of respect for these people. So I'm learning about it too, Kurt. That's not a, a criticism. It's just another great resource out there, Crossroads from Josh, Joshua Phillip uh, with the Epic Times. A senior reporter there doing a great job, and I sat down with him in person, shook his hand, interviewed him. It'll be a 19-minute, 20-second interview, basically 20-minute interview coming up over the next several days. Um, I'm also so enamored with the Epic Times these days, Kurt. I'm starting to find most of my news between WND.com and the Epic Times these days uh, because they're just so prolific in their writing. Uh, that and the John Birch Society um, New American Magazine. I mean, those are probably the top three solid reporting resources that we have today. Now, I'm not saying we can't pull stories from other places, but I'm saying they're doing such a stellar job. Now, when I like a group enough or when I feel strongly enough about a subject, Kurt, as you know, I kind of go to work and find ways to promote them a, a little bit more. And so I found a video from Epic Times. And some say Epic Times, some say Epoch Times. Uh, it's both, according to Josh Phillips in my interview. Um, just depends on your pronunciation. Both are fine. He actually says both uh, in this video. But what I did is I basically ripped the audio from the video. I tweaked it all up, and I made a 60-second commercial out of it to help promote the Epic Times. I'm not getting a penny for this, folks. But I'm just telling you, I want to encourage people to go to uh, to sources that I believe have credibility, that report in the news, that don't have an agenda to destroy America, that don't have an agenda to promote communism and socialism, that don't have an agenda to betray the people. Okay. And I, and I really have some healthy respect for the Epic Times. Cameron's got this commercial that I created out of the audio that came from an Epic Times video on their website. Here it is. We are being censored. America's news outlets no longer provide the truth. 90% of news outlets in the United States are controlled by six corporations. They're not out to tell you the truth of what's happening. They're out to tell you the picture of the world they represent. 
The mission of the Epic Times is to chase the truth, to ground all statements and facts, and prevent people from being misled. This isn't just a mission of the paper, it's a mission of those involved in it. It's something we truly believe in. The Epic Times is a nonpartisan media. That means we don't stand for any political party. Our values are truth. This is a battle, a battle between truth and deceit, a battle between forces that would enslave this country in darkness and between a media that wants to present you with the truth. Subscribe today and join the Americans who are seeking truth and tradition. We'd love to have you on board. Well, there you have it, Kurt. I don't get a penny for that, but I put that together and created an audio piece. I, I, I get behind that. You know what? We want to ground all statements in facts. We want to uh, jettison parties. We want to stand for the truth in, in the media. I mean, I'm on board with that whole statement. By the way, that was Josh Phillips himself, Kurt, or Josh Phillip, I should say. I keep wanting to say Phillips, but it's not. It's no S. Joshua Phillip is his name. Anyway, what do you think of that commercial, Kurt? I really like it, Sam. It's well done. Good work uh, once again. Uh, I will say this with regard to the Epic Times and World Net Daily as well that uh, concerns me, but there's a there's a phrase, ladies and gentlemen, that you got to understand, and it's called lawfare. And, uh, you know, to understand that phrase, you got to think of the words, word warfare, and you just fit the word law into the part where it's war, and, you know, you might want to call it war lawfare or law warfare, something like that. But the bottom line is uh, with many of these uh, instances, whether it's uh, uh, Rush Limbaugh program or uh, Sean Hannity, you know, Fox News, uh, you go on down the list, they've been threatened. Um, and uh, when I say threatened, uh, I mean by these uh, attorneys and especially in these instances uh, from these big uh, uh, voting uh, machine companies, uh, for example, Dominion, they've been threatened to say, look, if you talk more about these things, then we'll uh, either sue you or we are suing you. Uh, and uh, and so Mike Lindell, the uh, CEO of uh, MyPillow, basically says that's exactly how they're um, keeping these uh, stories out of the mainstream or any media, uh, almost any media, and that's what I see even happening there at the Epic Times and World Net Daily. Now, I don't have any proof of that, but I'm telling you, if if there is, uh, you know, my, my main proof right now is that I'm aware of uh, and situation coming up in less than a month uh, where five million dollars has been offered uh, to anyone who can prove that the uh, information that Mike Lindell has about the voting uh, situation if they can prove it false uh, you know they can get the five million dollars now you know why wouldn't the Epic Times or the World Net Daily guys uh, have a story about that, Sam, and I will simply tell you that, in my opinion, it's probably the same thing that's happened with so many other media sources, and they, you know, um, are a little bit concerned when it comes to these uh, 
numerous lawsuits that are flying around out there. I think you're spot on on this, Kurt, and I think that term uh, is recently brought to my attention, this lawfare term, and I agree that it's law warfare. It's basically when you use the law, uh, uh, manipulated version of the law, to go after your opponents, to render them unable to pursue other interests because they're so tied up in defending themselves from this, quote, lawfare, to where eventually they know nothing will stick, but it's a way to grind somebody down in the courts. It's called paper terrorism. It's it's lawfare. It's um, you know, just squash somebody. And you're right. I'm fearful that the Epic Times might be uh, forced into that discussion. I feel like WND already has been struggling with some of that. Uh, um, Joseph Farah and, and, and um, Dave Capillion um, and some of these others have. Is it Dave? No, it's not Dave Capillion. What's his name? Shoot. I'm pretty sure that's the last name for sure. Uh, but it's uh, the writer, he's a writer there at World Net Daily, right? Um, yeah, he's more than anyway, a writer. He's yeah. like the senior editor there, too. But yeah. Okay. Uh, anyway, anyway um, yeah. David Capillion. Yes, yeah, David. Yeah. I, I, I said David. Okay. And it sounded wrong, but it's David Capillion, I think. Anyway, and, and more and more of these people are starting to kind of cry uncle, saying, you know what? They're just burying us. Our ability to even do anything is shut down. Mike Lindell speaking out boldly about that as well. And I want to get um, into the Mike Lindell thing and the vote fraud thing a little bit more because I have something to re- some things to report on that. But I first want to finish. I wanted to promote the Epic Times a little bit. But I also wanted to talk about this article that you brought up last hour. I don't think we had time to really drill in and do it justice, Kurt. That's why I wanted to kind of bring it back for focus. Alarm sounded. COVID shot mandates pose risk to millions. Serious side effects have been identified and may cause death. Bob Unruh, WND.com. This is worthy of a discussion, Kurt. Uh, because if they're reporting the truth on this, and I believe WND is, they, I've watched them for a long time and they're credible. I look at this and I go, mm, are they going to let this uh, information be told or not, Kurt? It's a really serious question. Well, so your question is, uh, are they, or in other words, is the mainstream media going to pick up on this story well, do you think I the word think will get so, out Sam. how dangerous these vaccines are and that people are putting the alarm bells up? Who's who's promoting the alarm well, bells on this, Kurt? I, I think the word's getting out through the system that you've um, claimed, um, the new media. Uh, you called it the new media taking center stage. And, yeah, and there's part, more and more. Part, sure too. Yeah, and there's more and more uh, sources uh, for people to get this information. Um, and it's... Uh, you know, it's it's getting out there. Uh, now, on the other hand, if you're a standard, uh, you know, like a NPR listener or uh, uh, maybe you're an AP lover, uh, that kind of thing, I don't think you're going to get it. Do you, Sam? No. And that's kind of my point is that you better start focusing on who you're listening to and who you're watching. I'll tell you that right now. But alarm sounded. Who's sounding the alarm? Bob Udner is reporting it when we get back. Who's sounding the alarm that the COVID shot poses risk to millions, that it could be dangerous, could seriously injure you and or kill you? Let's talk about it in seconds with Kirk Crosby on your radio. Have you ever been to Mount Rushmore in South Dakota? Well, here's your opportunity. This July 21st through 24th, thousands of liberty lovers are headed to South Dakota for the greatest libertarian show on earth, Freedom Fest, this time held at the Rushmore Civic Center in Rapid City, South Dakota, with a record-setting crowd. 
Here's your chance to make new friends and meet the country's top political and business leaders, authors, and filmmakers in the land of the free and the home of the brave. Some of the star speakers this year, South Dakota Governor Christine Noem, Dr. Drew, Larry Elder, U.S. Senator Mike Lee, U.S. Senator Cynthia Loomis, the CEO of Whole Foods, John Mackey, Steve Moore, John Fun, Grover Norquist, Tom Woods, and the infamous pandemic mock trial. Go to freeandfest.com. Use promo code WAR50 to get $50 off the registration fee. That's freedomfest.com with promo code WAR50. Fly there, drive there, bike there, RV there, be there. Freedom Fest in South Dakota. Get your tickets now at freedomfest.com. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit to preservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. I am with Kurt Crosby on your radio. We're talking about this alarm sounded. COVID shot mandates pose risk to millions. Serious side effects have been identified, ladies and gentlemen. That's interesting. Serious side effects have been, identif- have been identified and may cause death. You say, who is putting this threat forward? WND.com, Bob Unruh, is one of them. But it's on a bunch of alternative new media taking center stage websites, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but tell us about these comments, who they come from, what the details are, Kurt. This is riveting. Well, um, and uh, once again, hats off to our buddies there at uh, World Net Daily, Bob Unra, with this piece. Uh, you know, he quotes, he says, the chief of an influential physicians organization that represents doctors in a multitude of practices is warning that making COVID-19 vaccinations mandatory could endanger millions. These are comments that are coming from Dr. Paul Kempen, uh, doctor or MD, you know, after his name. He leads the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons. Uh, He was responding to a call from a coalition of medical organizations, many with far-left agendas for making shots of experimental vaccines mandatory for health workers. He said, uh, quote, As we move towards full FDA approval of the currently available vaccines, all health care workers should get vaccinated for their own health and to protect their colleagues, families, residents of long-term care facilities and patients. This is, excuse me, this is not a quote from him. This is a quote from the uh, American Medical Association, American Pharmacists Association, American Psychiatric Association, and the American Public Health Association, and dozens of others that are agreeing with this. But Kempen, this uh, guy that basically heads this thing called the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons, responds. He says, uh, 
As of mid-July, 30 million people have recovered from COVID-19 in the U.S. and have natural immunity. Vaccination of these persons confers only risk with little to no benefit. Yet these mandates do... Before you go on, let me stop you there, because he says 30 million have recovered and have natural immunity. There's only 34 million, uh, according to the claim by the government, uh, a totally infected total. So there's only 4 million people that haven't quite either recovered yet, or maybe they've, some of them have died. Uh, you know, I don't know, but 30 million out of 34 million have recovered and have natural immunity already. So think about that. If you let that spread to the nation, I'm not saying I want everybody to get COVID, but I am saying... You know, you almost, and, and I, don't take my words out of context. I'm not saying we should do this exactly, but I'm making the point. You remember everybody used to kind of have chicken pox parties back when I was a kid. And the goal was, hey, let's get your chicken pox now so you get an immunity to it. Sooner the better. I know it sucks as a kid, but it's better than dealing with it as an adult. Da 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 da. Get your immunity and get it early. It was kind of the attitude and idea of most Americans back in the day. It almost reminds me of that. If you can literally go through and say, hey, um, you know, most people are going to come out of the other side of this thing just fine with natural immunity. It almost seems like that ought to be the goal rather than, you know, promoting these vaccines that uh, they're under emergency idea under these tests that have been emergency approved. The tests aren't valid. The vaccines aren't safe, aren't effective. Doctors and, and physicians, uh, not a small fry, not just your neighborhood home doctor. These are the leaders of huge groups literally coming out and saying, look, there could be serious injury and death if you proceed with this program. The warning signs are there. Will they listen? The warning signs are there. Will they trash this doctor's credibility? Or will they, uh, you know, this is a very serious crossroads we're at right now when it comes to, are we going to double down and force vaccines? Double down and force um, everyone to take vaccines? Because you see it at Google now. You see it, as you wisely point out, Kurt, at all kinds of other large groups. And now Biden to demand that federal workers to get vaxxed, that's a question mark, but now that's even on the table where some are saying Biden's demanding that. Is that true? If so, I mean, how many federal workers are there? Millions to be forced to get vaccinated? Uh, we're at a crossroads, and I hope we listen to these physicians, Kurt, that are standing up, putting their careers on the line for this, but I think they care more about the first do-no-harm principle, and that's why they're speaking out. i got to commend this doctor, Kurt. Well, I couldn't agree more, Sam. And, um, you know, he's, um, I mean, basically his uh, phrase or his statement says, uh, vaccination of these persons confers only risk with little to no benefit, yet these mandates do not exempt them. Uh, He goes on to say uh, serious side effects have been identified, including paralysis and inflammation of the heart muscle which may not resolve and may cause death. That's quite a concern. Then he says, two, he noted, as variants multiply, booster shots may be required with increasing risk of allergic phenomena. A statement from the AAPS. um, Let's see, I'm trying to look up here and see what that one stands for. American Association. Well, anyway, here's the statement uh, noted some of the other threats that mandatory vaccinations pose. One is that although about half the U.S. population has gotten the injections, COVID has been proliferating and hospitalizations and deaths are increasing, not diminishing, as one would expect in an effective vaccination campaign. Both vaccinated and unvaccinated persons are succumbing. Hmm. 
Further, the group warned long-term effects of these novel genetically engineered products cannot possibly be known at this point. These could include autoimmune disorders, antibody-enhanced disease, infertility, cancer, or birth defects. Uh, the statement continues, moreover, the benefit to the public in this instance is purely All right. hypothetical. Ready for what this AAPS stands for? Sure. Association of American Physicians and Surgeons. Okay. Anyway, um, and they go on. Yeah, because physicians uh, more... start with a P, right? P, that's right. Yeah, it's, uh, of course a physicians. P sounds like an F. Uh, moreover, the benefit to the public, they say, in this instance is purely hypothetical. Uninfected persons cannot transmit infection just because they are unvaccinated. Vaccinated persons can still infect others. Many medical workers already have natural immunity, and mandated shots impose risk without little or no benefit. Yet there is no provision to exempt exempt them um anyway the bottom line is it's not um what we've all been told sam is it no it is not and 90 percent of the information that they're relying on for this stuff is just guesswork guesswork about the test that you're even infected in the first place how do you know it's not the flu how do you know it's not a test that's gone awry because they use too many cycles in the test so from the testing on to the vaccines, look, even the test was experimentally approved. Okay, they gave emergency approval. It wasn't vetted properly. Uh, okay, now you got the same thing with the vaccines. They're not approved. They've got emergency authorization to be used in panic time, but there's no proof or stability or evidence that they're safe or effective. But they run around and say that all the time. You carry that through, and this doctor said, so do you think they'll just trash his credibility now? Is he done for Curter, do you think at some point the weight of some of these leaders will start to uh, make a difference on the pushback? I pray that we can make a difference. I just don't know if there's enough mojo against the onslaught of global elites who are pushing this narrative that we're all going to die. You better take experimental gene therapies to save yourself. Trust in the arm of flesh. Trust in the arm of shots. Trust in, okay, I trust in God instead, Kurt. And if I'm not meant to be on this earth, they'll say, see, he railed against this stuff and now he's dead. So you better be careful. Even if I die, Kurt, I still feel the same way, that you know what? Um, I don't want man-made serum injected into my veins that might make me sterile, uh, that might mess with my health in other ways. That They're now saying that, you know what, once you take the vaccinations, you have very little um, of your defense system or your immune system left because your body is so busy fighting that stuff. Um, this is serious, and this is what the doctor's pointing to, Kurt. Once again, you're right on target, and uh, Sam, uh, you know, it's basically just the same old thing of, uh, you know, as you said for so many years, he who owns the media makes the rules, uh, and if if you uh, are a current listener uh, of this program and others on this network, then you're going to be much more informed than if you, uh, well, are like an NPR addict, you know what I mean, Sam? All I can tell you is your immune system is key. If you have underlying medical conditions, your immune system can be flat out paralyzed by this stuff. You know, how COVID-19 vaccines may destroy the lives of millions is another article that I see, Kurt. 
and all the different sub uh, options for uh, overcoming the COVID vi- vaccine or COVID virus are being shut down. Any other alternative except for a vaccine, not even being talked about now in mainstream circles. Serious, serious issues, folks. All right, hang tight. Sam and Kurt, we've got a lot more on your radio. I'm Sam Bush, when he's Kurt Cosby, and you're you. Thank heavens you're you, huh? All right, Liberty Roundtable Live continues on lovingliberty.net. Nationally syndicated, iPhone and Android apps and more. Free at your fingertips. But donate and help us today, will you please? Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News. I'm Brad Bernards. The studies that prompted the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention to change their mass guidance for vaccinated persons are not available, a spokesperson told the Epoch Times on Wednesday. They have not been published yet, the spokesperson said. Dr. Rochelle Walensky, the CDC's director, told reporters on Tuesday that she had seen new scientific data from recent outbreak investigations indicating the Delta variant of the virus was presenting more uniquely than other strains. A Virginia police officer who was fired after storming the U.S. Capitol was jailed Wednesday by a federal judge because he ordered a large stockpile of guns and ammunition after his January arrest and posted online in support of future political violence. Thomas Robertson was one of the first rioters charged by the Justice Department. This is USA Radio News. If you drive a car, truck, SUV, or vehicle of any kind, you need GetUpside, the free gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. That's right. With the free GetUpside gas app, you can get up to 25 cents a gallon cash back every time you buy gas. Nearly 3 million people have earned cash back with GetUpside just for buying gas. I always use GetUpside. Some months, I make 200 to $300. I love getting money back for things I use every day. It's just free money for buying gas. There's no catch. It's simple. And you get your cash back right away. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents per gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code BEACH for a 25 cent per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 50 cents a gallon on your next fill up. You can cash out anytime to PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Earn cash back on gas on every fill up. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code BEACH for a 25 cent per gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code Beach. The Senate voted Wednesday night to begin work on a nearly $1 trillion national infrastructure plan, acting with sudden speed after weeks of fits and starts once the White House and a bipartisan group of senators agreed on major provisions of the package that's key to President Joe Biden's agenda. Biden welcomed the accord as one that would show America can do big things. Looks like you reached a bipartisan agreement on infrastructure. Fancy word for bridges, roads. Transit systems, high-speed Internet, clean drinking water, cleaning up and capping the orphan wells. Ford overcame the effects of the chip shortage to post a narrow profit in the second quarter. Ford earned net income of $561 million in the quarter, about half of what it earned a year earlier, despite the impact of the pandemic, which shut down many of its factories and dealerships during that period. This is USA Radio News.
All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. So much news, so much information, hard to deal with it all, ladies and gentlemen. I'll tell you that right now. Now, let's talk about Mike Lindell. Let's talk about vote fraud. Let's talk about what Mike Lindell is doing. Mike Lindell is offering $5 million to anyone who could disprove his allegations of voter fraud if they show up to his cyber symposium. Now, that's an interesting claim. And, um, again, I'm not trying to be a naysayer about this, but I'm going to be as candid and as open, as honest as I possibly can on this thing. There's a very big caveat in his claim, Kurt, uh, which is of great concern. <clears throat> I'm offering $5 million to anyone who can disprove his allegations of voter fraud, but they got to show up to his cyber symposium. Well, I'm trying to go to the cyber symposium right now. And so I hunted around, hard as heck to find, finally found a way, emailed the team. They took days. And they wrote me back and they said, hey, we'll consider your stuff, fill out this form. But we reserve the right to not have anybody who we don't want to go to not go. So then I fill out the form and now I'm waiting days to get back the answer. I've literally been at this for like three weeks now, trying to get a ticket to go to the symposium. And they reserve the right to, to reject whoever they want to. And I don't have back permission to even attend and get a ticket in. Never mind that I'm friendly media. Never mind that I've gotten credible media credentials. I mean, I've owned a station for 10 years. FCC approved radio station for a decade. I've literally built software that over 300 radio stations use. I've been a talk show host for 25 years. I've been at the Republican National Convention live. I've been at the Republican inauguration of Donald Trump live. Many of my talk show hosts have attended Trump rallies live. Our credentials are beyond questionable at this point. They're stable as a rock. Uh, but yet, I still don't have approval to attend. So, Kurt, I don't mean to be negative on this, but I appreciate the $5 million to anyone who you know can prove it wrong. But if you control who goes in, and who can have access to the to the event and use that as your as your key? You're almost assured to be able to control whether you pay out five million dollars or not. Uh, anyway, I don't mean to be critical. I hope I can attend. I'm just saying, at some point, I'm not very comfortable with what we're being told here. Kurt, do you want to respond to that? Very good, Sam. Uh, yeah, one of the things that I think is interesting, um, at least from my personal viewing of the. Uh, uh, video or you know the different uh, things that are available there at uh, frankspeech.com you know where this um, you know is offered uh, you know that kind of thing um, you basically have uh, Mike Lindell choosing to use um, whatever means he can to get information out to people um, and he says, uh, and I think you'd agree with this, that there are a lot of uh, media that, like on these headlines, they're not all, if very few are any any way, uh, what would you say, friendly to him, at least in my opinion. They'll put little parts of uh, what he says into the headline and to their stories, and yet uh, the rest of them, you know, they'll twist and, uh, you know, they're trying to basically make the things that he says uh, look bad. Now, like you said, in your case, where you've done specific efforts, you know, that we've been working on, specific efforts to get there, um, 
I understand that at least that, you know, just like you see these deals where you go, are you a real person or a robot? You know, uh, where you click on these things that says that you've got, um, you know, like a street light, you know, that kind of thing. And you can understand, at least I believe there's going to be a whole lot of people that want to be part of this, uh, even if they're just the average American that's uh, out there putting up a, you know, flag on their truck or, you know, uh, they're concerned with the elections because of what they saw, you know, they're, they're wanting to be part of this too. So I'm pretty sure they've got kind of a, uh, I guess you could say a huge amount of uh, response, um, you know, kind of like the headline for this story that says Cyber Ninjas says it's received 5.7 million in private donations to fund the Arizona ballot audit. When you're seeing that kind of a outpouring, if you will, from private citizenry uh, to get to the bottom of things, then I'm pretty sure uh, Mike Lindell's probably feeling a little overwhelmed, Sam. Uh, but uh, I do agree with you that you know, it'd be nice, especially if we'd gotten a response back and said, hey, man, we got a room for you and here's your spot and all that kind of stuff. Then, you know, we could report on that. Uh, but we don't. And, of course, that's why we try to give, uh, you know, both sides of this issue. I, I will say hats off to Mike Lindell in that he understands Hey, uh, if he's not getting, for example, uh, coverage from Fox, he's going to just buy some more ads on there and tell folks uh, what's happening. And, uh, you know, he's he's understanding that simple idea that says the new media is taking center stage and that you've got to have he who owns the media makes the rules, so he spends the money there to have his own Lindell TV network and that kind of thing. And so, you know, he's he's learned those principles, I believe, don't you think? I think so. Now, my only concern, though, is if Fox is ignoring you on this, don't spend more money with the folks that are ignoring you. Spend money with guys like me and others that will come to your defense and will stand and give you a fair hearing. I'm not downing Mike Lindell, but I am saying this. You know, Mike Lindell promises that his cyber symposium will be bigger than Elvis's 1973 Hawaii concert. Well, I think there's a good chance that happening, but not if you don't let guys like me attend. You okay? know, the thing and if about you spend that all your headline. money with Fox, if you spend all your money with Fox, if you're not very careful, you're going to pour the money down the drain of those who are literally, literally muzzling you, not promoting you. So we need to be, and this is the kind of the criticism I had with Ron Paul back in the day. I love Ron. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to down Ron, and I'm not trying to down Mike Lindell either. But I am tr trying to provide at least a little bit of guidance for some of these guys. You've got to build your own resources. You've got to support those who are doing the same because we can be bigger and badder and better and more if we all support one another. We desperately need your support is the point. Uh, anyway, I think Mike Lindell is great. I think his uh, evidence is real. I would love to attend and help support that effort. But, you know, when you say it's going to be bigger than Elvis's 1973, uh, you know, Hawaii concert, uh, you know, that's going to be hard to do if nobody like me can get in. Okay, if I can't get in, as a leader of the media, can the average Joe go? Probably not. And if I can't get in as a friendly media source, who is getting in? How is it going to be big if, if, if we can't get in and go and support? I, I just don't know. So I'm not being critical here as much as I'm a little bit miffed i'm a little bit frustrated a little bit angry a little bit come on now now i get that they don't want all the bad guys to be there 
but I also get that we, if we're going to really make this thing real and serious, we've got to somehow vet people and find out who your friends are, as the country song goes. If they want to call me, if they want to vet my credentials, if they want to come on the radio program and see how I treat them, any of those are possible in an instant. So I'm not being critical, but I am saying, how is it going to be bigger than a Hawaii concert if guys like me can't even attend? Uh, who can attend is the real question, right, Kurt? Well, exactly, and um, you know, as as it says on their uh, their website, um, you know, frankspeech.com, uh, under the uh, little section that says cyber symposium, it says. Uh, um, Basically, the symposium is not open to the public. Invitees include current politicians, cyber experts, and the media. And, uh, you know, it's it's true. Uh, I mean, just like when we tried to help uh, Glenn Beck years ago on the uh, border, Sam, and, uh, you know, you did the uh, uh, effort to be on the inside and all that kind of stuff, and yet uh, a lot of times the talk is less than the walk. Now, in my opinion, I'm not going to put Mike Lindell in the same spot there, but I will say that just like all of us, even he has limits to what he can get done. Um, and, uh, you know, when it comes to this whole thing of uh, this... Uh, streamed live or live streaming of this event that's coming up the 10th through the 12th of August. Um, I think, um, at least, um, this nonstop 72 hours, uh, will be, um, something that, uh, is big. Uh, and I don't I know think so about too. being bigger than Elvis and that kind of thing. But, uh, I think in this case, uh, you know, you mentioned Ron Paul and I agree with you, you know, the millions and millions of dollars that were pumped into, uh, people that are less than our friends, um, are, is not a good investment in my opinion. And yet, um, many times what it does is it wakes up people that, Maybe they're stuck on those things to uh, another thing. Like, for example, let's say Mike's, Mike spends time on Fox News and promotes frankspeech.com. Maybe then he gets those people that, you know, see the light. Who knows? He's doing both There's things. Validity. There's validity to that point as well. Mike Lindell predicts that Biden and Harris resign after he discloses new evidence of election tampering. Kurt, do you think they're going to resign? answer in seconds on your radio okay girls about finished with your lesson on money daddy what is a buy sell spread for gold coins well when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth say twelve hundred dollars you don't actually get twelve hundred dollars but don't worry we're members of upma now so we don't have to worry about that daddy what if somebody steals our gold we don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? 
Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. Back with you live on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm not criticizing Mike Lindell. Let's be very clear. There's an open invitation for Mike Lindell to come on Liberty Roundtable live, talk about the symposium in an effort to promote it, to let people know about it, to let people watch it remotely if they can't attend in person. I know the uh, the people are not allowed to attend. Um, it's not a public event. I get that. I mean, how big can it be if you invite thousands and thousands and thousands of people? Um, you know, it's very difficult to accommodate all that. So I understand only the media and special politicians and people are going. And I support using the Internet uh, where people can watch it at home. It saves a lot of expense. Uh, it's a great way to promote their media channels. I think that's phenomenal, uh, etc. And I agree with Kurt's point that, you know what, it's possible that if you go on Fox and go on some of these places that more Americans will understand uh, Lindell TV will understand frankspeech.com, uh, and, and will decide to move there for news. I think that's a good possibility, and I hope that happens for sure. Now, um, Mike Lindell predicts that Biden and Harris may resign after uh, he reveals evidence of election tampering. Do you think they'll resign, Kurt? I don't, uh, Sam, but I do. Um, I, In fact, it was interesting to me as I try to listen to as much as I can from Frank Sweets, but I never heard him say that. I didn't hear him say that thing about Elvis either. Uh, but um, I will say this, that at least there's little snippets of information that gets out even on, uh, what would you say, unfriendly, unfriendly media, Sam? Yes. You know, and and so they're going to take the statements that, that he makes. Sometimes he might make a statement, Kurt, in jest uh, or in joking, too. He's like, hey, this thing's going to be bigger than Elvis. You know, you say a statement like that. You're just trying to say that we're going to make this thing big and do our very best. That doesn't mean that you really believe it's bigger than the Hawaii thing either. So sometimes they take advantage of people uh, because of their words. Any comparison you give is kind of a – if you listen to the real audio, you'll realize that it was a tongue-in-cheek statement but yet – meant to kind of highlight that we're doing our very best, but then it gets taken out of control and they try to use that to make you sound like you're a buffoon. And the reason that I say that is I see a lot of headlines here about, you know, that kind of thing too, caught in a trap. Pillow CEO looks to outdo the king, defeat suspicious mind with pro-Trump cyberfest by Zachary Petruzzo or whatever. This, these aren't fair, fair headlines. Mike Liddell's prediction for how, the, how Trump will become president is, again, so nonsensical that now Pelosi's trending. All these headlines are designed to make Mike Lindell look like an idiot. I think it's all completely bogus. My pillow guy, Mike Lindell, teams up with Alex Jones at InfoWars. Maybe true. Um, 
but again, everything their headlines are trying to do, in my opinion, is discredit uh, Mike Lindell. But there's one other statement. Mike Lindell confirms that he has no understanding of the U.S. Constitution. Now, I don't know if that's true. I don't know if he confirmed that at all. I'm going to say that that's not true. But they're saying it nevertheless, and I got an answer for Mike Lindell. If it is true that you grew up in a government school and so you weren't taught the Constitution, and if it is true that you don't have constitutional understanding, welcome to the broad class of 99% of the American people, my friend. And if that's really true, then we have answers for you. In short order, we can use people like Sam Bushman, Kurt Crosby, Michael Parutka with the American View, Sheriff Richard Mack with the CSPOA.org, LovingLiberty.net, uh, the, the um, NCSS National Center for Constitutional Studies. There's about 20 groups that are solidly grounded in constitutional principles that would be glad to spend a, a few days with you, my friend. And you could become a constitutional rocket scientist in very short order. Dr. Scott Bradley will be brought in to lecture and teach. You and your finest 50 friends can join at my expense, Mike Lindell. And we'll go ahead and, and, and share the Constitution with you in so powerful of a presentation, so clear of a way that you'll become a constitutional scholar literally overnight, my friend. That is my reach-out friendly opportunity for you at my expense. So um, to the naysayers that might be wrongly quoting Mike Lindell out of context, shame on you if you've done that. On the other hand, if Mike Lindell's really saying he doesn't understand the U.S. Constitution, I get it. Most people don't. But that's no sin. It's no sin to not know how to read in a comparison. All we got to do is teach you to read, and then you've conquered that, right? So there's nothing wrong with not knowing. If you've grown up, you're a, you know, a, a former drug addict, and I'm not picking on him for that. I'm just saying. And then you become a CEO. You're incredibly talented and knowledgeable and smart of a huge company. Uh, and, and now you're saying I'd like some time in my spare time now that I've made it in the business world and everything else to learn and study the Constitution so I can become a better advocate. That's a worthy statement. And it's better than acting like you know the Constitution when you don't. At least the guy's honest and candid. And we can, we can in short order solve that little deficiency, my friend. Because that's nothing. That's just the case for most Americans as they've indoctrinated us all down the wrong paths, the primrose path to communism and socialism. All you got to do is jettison that, unlearn the propaganda, relearn the Constitution. We can make that happen for you, my brother, in short order. Kurt, do you want to respond to my response to uh, Mike Lindell on that? I think you've covered it. Good work, Sam. All right, and I don't know, is he joining up with InfoWars? If he is, I see no sin in that, Kurt. Well, uh, I, uh, it was just, uh, you know, as I searched the headlines about anything on Mike Lindell, that was one of them that showed up, and I thought, well, you know, I mean, uh, I'm not telling you that Alex Jones is perfect, but, you know, it's uh, you might as well use all the places you can and that's what i see as mike lindell is does he does his best to get the word out in as many ways as possible amen to that uh, and like i say i think that they should embrace me i think they should embrace alex or anybody else they can i mean alex in my opinion you know whether you say he's perfect whether you like him or not i'm here to defend him and say he's better than the mainstream press i'll tell you that Mm -hmm. by far so i'm going to defend alex jones and if mike lindell is working with those guys hey Better than teaming up with the mainstream press. I'll give you that credit. Sidney Powell, I want to uh, focus on this at the end of the hour as best we can. Sidney Powell to assist jailed Jan 6 prisoners. Inmate letter sheds light on jail conditions. Kurt, this is sad. 
but I want you to read this letter because I think it's really worthy of discussion. The the letter from her where she's basically saying today is my three month anniversary, or excuse me, this is a letter from uh, uh, a letter a personal from message from Sydney. That was, yes. Uh, Dear patrons, okay, so you're out. okay, okay, yeah. Sorry about that's that. That's the letter she wrote, right? I was on right? the wrong one. Yeah, that's right. Um, yes. Yeah, anyway, there's a lot of headlines, folks, there. and we can't get to them all. So I'm trying to get to the most important stuff the quickest, if yeah. I can. She this says, is a letter Dear directly Patriots, written from Sydney. Right. According to our Constitution, everyone is entitled to a defense when all the power and might of the United States is brought to bear against an individual. It's a fundamental right to counsel long recognized by the Supreme Court. Defending the Republic is stepping up to assist as much as we can with coordination, resources, and consultation with the lawyers who are defending those still accused and those still incarcerated, and in many cases likely wrongly accused of any offense regarding their presence at, near, or in the Capitol building on January 6th. First, I must note bald-faced lies spread about me. I had nothing to do with the events of the, at the Capitol that day. I was not in Washington. I encouraged anyone who would listen and many who did not to leave Washington, to stay out of Washington and not participate in any way. January 6th was too late for people to show their disgust in Washington, D.C. with the obvious fraud in the past election. I fully expected a false flag operation created by someone on the left. It was a trap for Trump supporters. I have never encouraged violence. I abhor it. Anyone who accuses me with having blood on my hands or otherwise having any role in January 6th is lying and defaming me. Second, those who actually broke into the Capitol, who destroyed property or stole property, who attacked an officer, should be held accountable. That said, so should all who burned buildings, looted, rioted, assaulted police, and took over parts of cities, beat people, and committed countless other atrocities much of the last year of the Trump administration. Unfortunately, with the help of Kamala Harris and other now obvious communists, most of those who destroyed our cities and hundreds of millions of dollars of property and livelihoods of others were released upon booking. Ironically, Mr. Biden trespassed on the Capitol when he was 21. He was arrested and released. Even more ironically, I can remember being able to walk freely in and out of the Capitol and to watch important votes and proceedings from the gallery. After all, it is, quote, the people's house. Uh, now at last, at least 80 people are still in custody in D.C. They and more than 400 others were hunted down by massive displays of law enforcement and arrested at gunpoint in front of their families and jailed by whatever the government says they did at the Capitol. Of the hundreds now who have been arrested, many were held for days without being allowed to shower, speak to a lawyer, or anyone. And many more have been held in solitary confinement for days, weeks, and now months. They are our fellow citizens entitled to a defense and humane treatment, yet they have been treated worse than international terrorists and illegal aliens. Previously, the ACLU and the UN have said solitary confinement is torture. It can drive a sane man insane in 24 hours. Yet this is how our government is now treating people who succumb to an operation we now know was created, incited, and staffed by our FBI. 
The January 6th defendants have been abused to shut them up, to teach everyone a lesson, to demonstrate and consolidate the consolidation of the evil and power now apparent in our government. Those still in custody are being held and abused to coerce them from into pleading guilty to crimes they may not have been they may not have committed and to avoid the exposure the government has of its own misconduct in creating and citing the event. I just learned last week, Sidney Powell continues, that now those held are not being allowed to shave, get a haircut or clip their finger or toenails unless they submit to the COVID vaccine, which by the CDC's own numbers has killed tens of thousands of people and caused hundreds of thousands of others to develop numerous problems. That is not constitutional in the country I grew up in. Uh, it is not constitutional now. Americans are facing the unprecedented consolidation of power in the hands of totalitarian globalists, corrupt dictators throughout our government institutions. This republic, she finishes up, was divined by God. All right, I think we lost Kurt Crosby. We, there you go. Sorry Repeat about that. Repeat the last sentence, Kurt. This republic was divined by God. We have unalienable individual rights endowed by him. The government is lying to us at every turn, and it's using the media to push its lies. God loves truth, and he hates deceit. We must return to God and work to restore truth, justice, and righteousness with all that we do. We must stand together, make our voices heard civilly, and advocate for all that we know is right. There is nothing right about the way our fellow citizens, even some who overstep their bounds, are being treated in federal confinement in Washington, D.C. Defending the Republic will work to correct this injustice on behalf of all of us. Hold fast. Signed, Sydney. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. I hope I can go to the symposium and I can help break the truth. And I sure pray that Mike Lindell is accurate on his hopes and proposals. And I sure hope we can get the truth out. I have no doubt about that. I am not the enemy of any of these people. By the way, Lynn Wood, pro-Trump lawyer, risks being disciplined for sharing court hearing video on Telegram. But Lynn Wood tells the judge that he can't be sanctioned because... He never broadcast video against court rules, Detroit Free Press. I pray Lynn Wood uh, is uh, protected from enemy judges as well. Thanks for being alongside for the ride. God save the Republic. Thanks, everybody.